Welcome to episode number 29 on the My Story Podcast. On the My Story Podcast, we feature interviews with leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs who tell their story and the life lessons they've learned along the way. Hi, I'm Conrad Weaver, your host for the show. I hope you are thriving while staying at home. Are you making the most of this strange downtime or are you going stir crazy? I'm actually enjoying this time. It's really enabled me to focus in on what's really important and it's helped me make progress on some new projects. So how about you? Are you making progress or are you just sitting around and enjoying a relaxing day? Either way, I wish you the very best. This week on the My Story Podcast, we are going to hear from Marquette Shepard. Marquette is an Emmy award-winning journalist and an author who has been featured on top-rated national morning shows as a lifestyle expert. She's been on shows like NBC's Today Show, the VH1's Big Morning Buzz Live, and ABC's Live with Kelly. She's also the founder of The Glow Brands LLC and Glowstream TV which aims to be a resource for women who are looking to become more informed, enlightened, and global citizens. Stay tuned for this delightful interview with Marquette Shepard. Today's podcast is brought to you by Conjo Studios. Conjo Studios helps you tell your story with powerful video content and now also podcast production. That's right. If you're interested in starting a podcast like this one, maybe you've got something to say that the world needs to hear. We would love to work with you to produce your show. Send me an email at conrad at conjostudios.com and let's work together to share your message with the world. Hey, thanks for joining me today. Please share this episode with a friend or family member and leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you can. And now here's my interview with Marquette Shepard. So, Marquette, welcome to the My Story podcast. It is a privilege to have you here on the program today. Thank you for having me, Conrad. I'm so excited to be here, and congrats on your podcast. Well, thank you so much. I think you and I first connected. Man, I was look had to look back on YouTube <laughs> to a video that we were at a a fashionista event. Yes, back I remember two, back in 2010. <laughs> that was. A long time ago. That was 10 years ago. That was 10 years ago. Wow. And we connected and you were doing some things in the fashion world and and uh, I was doing you know, what I do is video. And so we, I recorded you doing some interviews and uh, yeah, so that's how we connected a long time ago. Yeah, I was, so. um, I was the co-founder of a fashion and lifestyle and events blog in D.C. The funny thing was, you know, we were two girls running around Washington with a microphone and a, a, a video camera we bought off the Internet. And that <laughs> was really the beginning of my TV career. It was like, you know, the best thing ever. We were pretty much the only ones in D.C. doing that. And now when you look at D.C., I've been able to build a fabulous career. There's so many lifestyle bloggers out there. And um, I'm getting back to my roots. And I've launched a new blog for the new phase in my life, um, Glowstream TV. Awesome. Very good. Well, I want to get back to that, but I want to first back up to, uh, so where were you born? Where do you come from? What, you know, what was your background? 
Yeah, so I was born and raised in Los Angeles, California. West Coast, um, huh? West Coast, California girl. Uh, <laughs> went to school, went to college about one mile from where I grew up. Mm. Uh, Carson, California. So I went to Cal State University at Dominguez Hills, which is mm-hmm. a, a university campus literally on a hill. Mm. Um, and so I had spent my whole first 21 years of life within the the one mile square radius of Los Angeles, California. And while Mm. Los Angeles is a big city, I just felt like I wanted to just get away, experience something new. I lived on campus and Mm. I, then I shared a, a house with my, my older sister, but I was still very much in the same part of town that I grew up with. So I just, Started sending my resume all over the country, New York, L.A., New York, L.A. Hmm. Um, New York called me back first. CBS in New York offered me a summer internship that wasn't paid. Hmm. And then D.C. offered me a summer fellowship that was paid. They would fly me out here. They would put me up in an apartment for Hmm. two months. And I said, "Okay, it's a no brainer. (laughs) And so I just took the opportunity, ran with it. It was supposed to be two months. And I've been here, oh my gosh, like 18 years. <laughs> wow. Well, did you, did you always have aspirations to be in television or in, in that kind of, that, that world? I've always wanted to be in TV or a presenter. Um, my first job in the entertainment industry was actually at BET mm-hmm. when they were based here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was right out of college just, uh, you know, maybe a year or so out of the fellowship that moved me here. And they were looking for a web producer for their, um, their, their lifestyle channels, which was women's content, you know, health, dieting, travel, all kinds of fun stuff. And I was like 22 and got the job and I loved it. I just Mm -hmm. loved it. And I, I did know, I I knew I wanted to be on TV, but I was really happy being a web producer. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, man, if there's some way I could blend these two things, I would be so happy. Mm. So where did that take you then from there? You um, have done a variety of things from there. Right. Well, I think the main thing is, is it's like I have just taken the opportunities presented to me. That's number one. Um, you know, I put myself through college. I worked you know, my way through college, paid for everything uh, on my own. And when you have that type of experience, you know the value of a dollar. And so I knew while I wanted to be in entertainment, the entertainment industry doesn't always afford you opportunity, opportunity after opportunity, like, Mm -hmm. like say, if you work in the government or you work in education where you can be a a teacher or principal and stay in the the field Mm -hmm. for 20 years. So for me, because there's always new talent coming down the road. Exactly. Hmm. Younger, cheaper talent, right? (laughs) So um, I, my, I guess my journey to where I got to has always been a winding curve, not a straight curve. Hmm. I worked at BET for a couple of years. Then I went and worked as a health journalist and a web producer for various um, outlets. And then when I really committed to my goal, I said, I'm going to be on camera. I feel like my goal committed back to me. Mm. Um, I started entering contests, answering Craigslist ads for reporters, 
the biggest contest I entered, which most people remember me for around here, was um, when Regis Philbin retired from live with Kelly, with Regis and Kelly. They had a big co-host search. Right, and, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I entered it on a whim. I remember I was in California and my friend emailed me and she was like, hey, you should enter this. And I was like, okay. And I literally entered it while I was in California and kept moving. <laughs> And then I ended up like being top four in the country and wow. all the local news stations and radio stations interviewed me because I just kept, there were thousands of people and then I just kept staying in the competition. They flew me to New York and I did, I was three days in New York in the studios, met Kelly Ripa, mm. you know, they put me up in a hotel I had like a black SUV service <laughs> picking me up from the hotel, driving me to the studio. And I was Living like, the life, right? this is it for three days, right? Three days, I was like, yeah. this is it. This is where, this is me. <laughs> and um, so from that moment on, I was like, okay, this is validation that not only can I do this, but I want to do this. I enjoyed mm. every minute of it. But what I understood when I got voted off, finally, it was between me and one other person. Mm-hmm. And I got voted off. I realized mm-hmm. entertain, the t- entertainment industry is fleeting. Mm, sure. And while that opportunity led me to, I hosted a morning show in Richmond for a year. Mm-hmm. And then the executive who helped hire me in Richmond moved to D.C. and started working at the CBS affiliate in D.C. She got me hired for the morning show that I hosted there for four years. Mm-hmm. You know, I won an Emmy there. That's I mean, awesome. it was the best experience ever. Yeah. But one thing I learned from all of those experiences is if you're not an entrepreneur, if you don't develop your brand, if you don't create something that you produce and manage and can chart the path for, you're just really, you're a cog in the wheel. You're mm. a, you're a player in an act of a thousand, you know, performers. And so that's why I decided after four years of the morning show, I was once again going to relaunch a blog, but all about helping women live better lives, you know, because that's where I'm at in life. Mm. I have a husband now. When I met you, mm. I didn't have any kids. It was just me <laughs> and my girlfriend from grad school. I went to grad mm-hmm. school at AU. We're just running around DC, having fun, mm-hmm. chasing our dreams. Mm-hmm. But it's like, wait a minute. Now I have a mortgage. I have a husband, I have a kid, and I still have those dreams. Mm -hmm. So that's why I decided to take the next level, right? Mm -hmm. I knew the next step for me was going from local TV to launching my own brand that will be a national brand someday. Mm -hmm. So how much is, is success like this dependent on just making that decision, making a choice? And saying, you know what, this is what I'm going to go after. Instead of just kind of going through life and trying to figure it out, but you actually literally make a choice. How much of success is dependent on that? I think 100% of success is uh, is dependent on that. You can have all the dreams and goals in your head. You can even take the time to write it down or talk to people about it. You can get mentors. Uh, you can do all those things and you should. But until you make the decision to mm-hmm. commit to your dream through actions, mm-hmm. you know, it will not happen. The secret ingredient in everything that I've done has been me acting mm-hmm. upon my goals. If I wanted to be on TV, 
it's not that I just talked to a million people until someone gave me a chance. I took TV hosting classes. Mm. I took acting classes, all of these things. I wanted to own my own blog. So I, you know, went to school, learned how to build websites. Mm. Those are all actions that when somebody finally said yes in a world where people are so ready to tell you no, mm. I had the skills to back up my request to be on somebody's TV show, you know? Mm. I had what, those skills. What's something that maybe you know, all of us learn from failure? What's a failure that you had that maybe uh, that you learned from that motivated you to even work harder? Yeah, I mean, I, I failed so many times flat on my face. I have made every single mistake in the book because at the end of the day, no one in my family is, is in entertainment, you know? Mm. Um, I come from like a blue collar working class background. My parents are from Ohio. My dad worked in the steel mills mm. in Ohio. Uh, my mom is a teacher. And so everything has been just um, feeling my way through it, through mm -hmm. pure gut and grit. And I think I'm a very open personality. I think that I'm too open. I just trust people right away. <laughs> so one thing I would just say, for people listening is, is just be discerning. If you're kind of like me, I'm like, Oh, everybody in the world is wonderful. And I, you know, <laughs> I trust you until I don't, but it's like, no, be discerning, mm -hmm. be strategic in your, in your actions and your movements. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then I, I realized too, that while I'm enjoying success, some people, I'm all like, hey, there the pie, there's a slice of pie for everybody, you know, mm -hmm. but some people don't approach it that way. So that's why you have to be mm -hmm. discerning. It's not sure. just don't trust people not to trust them, but it's because some people can see your success as a threat. Mm -hmm. And so I'm learning that, you know, just be protective and keep the people who you love and you do trust and who are loyal to you, keep them close. Mm -hmm. So in all your your morning hosting and all the shows that you've done, the interviews you've done, who's the most interesting person you've interviewed? Ooh, I've interviewed so many people. <laughs> um, I interviewed John Travolta. He's a pretty interesting person, That's pretty cool. interesting fellow, but um, affable, just mm -hmm. really like in person, just really chill. And Tom Cruise was the same way. And what I've learned when I interviewed Tom Cruise, he, he's the, so charming and charismatic he makes you like him just one-on-one -on -one. Mm -hmm. you know he's looking at you in the eye he's not distracted mm -hmm. Gloria Estevan I've interviewed the same way the same way so what I've realized with A-list celebrities there's no um, person who comes and says you can't ask them this mm -hmm. and they're not distracted they're not on their phone they're not treating mm -hmm. you like you're some person who needs them mm -hmm. but what I found is the less A-list you are, the more you'll encounter celebrities who are like, well, don't ask them about what happened on last mm. season. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask them about the, you know, scandal sheet article mm -hmm. on them. Mm -hmm. But, you know. You think it's because they're less confident in their fame or in their in, in who they are? I don't know. Because when mm. I think about the people who were the most charismatic and charming, Tom Cruise, mm -hmm. uh, John Travolta. They have the most written about them, about scandals and, mm. you know, alleged rumors. Mm -hmm. And they just came in with, hey, I'm here. Mm -hmm. Let's do this interview. Mm. You know, and they make you like them so much that you approach the interview in a very 
careful and thoughtful way mm. because of that. So sure. they know, they know what I figured out. It took me many, many failures to figure <laughs> out is that um, the secret ingredient is always you. It's mm. always what's inside of you. Mm-hmm. So without mentioning any names, who's someone that maybe surprised you? Ooh, um, a couple of reality stars surprised mm. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not terribly easy to work with to get mm-hmm. interviews. Someone who's uh, kind of adjacent to an A-list celebrity, you know, a famous uh, makeup artist. I was so excited to meet. And then they were kind of dismissive and like, oh, I'm doing this, but I'd rather be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and you just kind of roll your eyes and, yeah. and maybe they're having a bad day. This same makeup artist I've, I've seen several times after and was wonderful and charming. But I guess I caught that person on a bad day and they just didn't want to be bothered, (laughs) even though I was about to interview them in five minutes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's always surprising, but it's never the A-list people. And I I think you build a career by acting as if you're A-list before you're A-list. Yeah. Yeah. How true is that? So it's, it's, again, kind of that thing of this is where I want to go. This is who I want to become. And so I'm going to begin acting in that way. Yes. Yes, exactly. Conrad. Yeah. Very cool. I'm going to pull up my little cheat sheet questions here. That's okay. I'm outside so you can hear nature. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, are you like in the jungle or something? (laughs) (laughs) I am sitting on my deck. It's a beautiful day right outside of Washington, DC. I've been cooped up in my house, sheltering in place for almost two weeks. So my deck is my escape. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So we've been in the middle of this coronavirus you know, we're all sequestered in our, in our places. And what challenges does that bring to someone who's in the media? Uh, One thing I'll say, I'm very lucky that I I left working at a local TV station a few months before this hit. So I see some of my former colleagues going to work every day, interacting with people, risking their lives, being on the front lines of this. Uh, We know the doctors, the nurses, the healthcare professionals, EMT, firefighters, They are truly our heroes in this, but uh, the media, especially local media, they are reporting, they're Mm. putting their health at risk Mm -hmm. by walking into a station, being exposed to people, going out and reporting stories every day. So my hat's off to them. Mm. Um, I'm six months into launching GlowStreamTV.com. So Mm. I'm at home. It's an e-commerce website. It's a storytelling website with videos. It's an inspirational, motivational digital media platform that I literally produce from my home office. So I'm not exposed and I don't have to put my my Mm -hmm. health on the line by Mm -hmm. interacting with people every day. And so I'm grateful for that. The website is growing. The platform is growing. I'm talking to amazing podcasters and radio hosts like Mm -hmm. you from the comfort of my home. And Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful for that. And Mm -hmm. You know, if anyone needs any motivation or uplifting messages, GlowStreamTV.com is the place to go because that's why I started it. The world is tough. Even when you're experiencing a certain level of your dream, the world has a way of slapping you across the face and saying, you're not, you're not a a superhero. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, like I said, I wanted to create something to lift people up because that's where mm-hmm. I'm at in my life. I need, sometimes I read my own website to, to help get myself mm-hmm. lifted. 
So what kind of people are you looking forward to interview on your on your show? I'm looking forward to interviewing celebrities, movie stars, uh, tastemakers, um, people who provoke thought, um, people who are trying to change minds and change the world, women who are strong, women who are enlightened. I'm looking to inform and entertain. And maybe that's not a celebrity. Maybe that's just somebody who did something awesome, who more people need to know about. That's mm-hmm. who I'm looking to interview. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I can uh, give you some names off, uh, off the, off, off air here. And I can connect you to some people that I've uh, had the privilege of interviewing that maybe you might be interested in doing the same. I would love to. That'd be great. Very cool. So what influences your decisions daily? I try to be centered every day. I try to, when I wake up in the morning, I just don't hop out of bed and leap into my day. I kind of think about, okay, how do I want my day to go? Hmm. What's my ultimate goal? And as much as I can, everything I do is, is, is to support that. Right. Hmm. And if, you know, sometimes I have to do things that I just have to do. You know, and it's not like, you know, like I have to go grocery shopping or go mm-hmm. to the to the dry cleaners. That's that's not supporting my goal. You know, so you have to maintain a level of stability in your life. Right. Mm-hmm. But then also do one thing every day for your dream. Mm-hmm. And my dream is to have a national talk show one day on a cable or streaming network. And I've had that dream since I met you 10 years ago, Conrad, you know, with my microphone and, mm-hmm. you know, my hair and this little fashion event. Mm-hmm. So it, maybe it's send an email to someone, you know, to network. Right. Maybe it's get on someone's Facebook page and congratulate them for their success mm-hmm. because they're motivating me. Wow, you actually did it, you know. Mm. Congrats, girl. Congrats, boy. <laughs> you know, that's the second time. In fact, I had an interview with a with a guy yesterday called Drew Davidson. He actually I use his music in the kind of the open and close of this podcast. And he mentioned that he's been working through some leadership things and he, he started talking about John Maxwell. I'm not sure if you're familiar with John Maxwell, but he's written, I think, over a hundred leadership books. But he talks about doing his top five every day the top five things he does every day that moat that that move him forward in his personal life in his business in his relationships and so he does these things every single day and that's i think that that's a recurring thing that i'm hearing that is so important to if you have a goal if you want to accomplish something work on it every day every single day and so most people think they look at their goal and they say Wow, that's 30,000 feet in the air. I can't possibly do that. And what I do is look at my goal and say, okay, it's 30,000 feet in the air. And then I work my way backwards and say, okay, well, I'm never going to get there unless I send this networking email, Mm -hmm. right? Like, let's just actually take it away from goals and dreams and just talk about health and fitness. Like, I have a goal to someday have a flat stomach. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) (laughs) Like, with muscles showing, you know, like, I can be on the beach in that bikini. (laughs) And so when I get on the treadmill, right, I do 20 minutes, three days a week. And usually by minute 17, I'm ready to quit. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I'm out of shape. And I've only started doing this since January. Mm -hmm. But what I did is I broke down that goal of. Um, flat belly with the muscles, six pack showing to, okay, I want to quit at minute 17. Can I do one more minute for my heart Mm. so that, so that I can live longer? Mm. So then I'm at minute 18 and I say, can I do one more minute for my, for my head just to clear Mm. out all the clutter? Mm. 
And then I'm at minute 19. And then I say, well, I've already done 19 minutes. Can I do one more minute to have a feeling of accomplishment? You know, so, right. so instead of taking the goal of I'm going to do 10,000 sit-ups and then I'm going to be, you know, have this yeah. like beach, beach abs, <laughs> bikini bod, I say can, minute by minute, minute by minute. And so that's how I take my goal. So many people have the same dream. I don't know if I'm going to get my national talk show someday, but all I know is I'm taking it day by day. Mm-hmm. You never will if you don't try. And that's the thing. I don't lose by trying. You know, yeah. 10 years ago, I'm so glad I took all of the risks that I took to get me to today. I don't regret anything. Mm. And, I, and now I'm looking at the next 10 years, like be that girl 10 years ago. Mm. Because right. I know, I know the fruits of my, I would have never won an Emmy. I, that was mm. like something that was like unattainable to me. Mm-hmm. And I entered the Emmys. I didn't even qualify for most of those 10 years. I only qualified for four out of the last 10 years. Mm. And I entered every year. And then I I got nominated two years, but I won one year, you know, and that was through trying. And I'm like, yes, wow. I'm so glad I was that girl who actually dared to act on my dreams. Or I just wouldn't, I wouldn't have accomplished it. Hmm. So who's been your biggest influence in life? Big, oh, I've had so many influencers. Um, you know, my husband is a great influencer. He's kind of like my best friend. He's a great, he's a great, loyal, dependable stand-up guy. And I'm like, wow, if I could just be like him, you know, like when I met him, I was eating like boxed mac and cheese. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I don't, mm, let me show you what real mac and cheese is like, you know. <laughs> and I, you know, so he's like somebody who I feel like he helps up level me in life and I'm mm-hmm. so grateful for that and uh, I'm safe with him I'm loved mm-hmm. with him um I, I look I look at everyone who's accomplished anyone anything kind of like along the lines that I want to accomplish as a um great inspiration and you can learn a lot from just watching their TED talks and things like that and of course Oprah you know mm-hmm. no one can deny her she's amazing <laughs> Mm-hmm. Tamron Hall, everything she went through at, at NBC, you know, I relate as a woman of color to being undervalued, but also mm-hmm. producing really great work. And at the same time, no one ever wants to congratulate you or, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's so frustrating. But look at her at near 50, mm-hmm. finally, you know, accomplishing her dream of having her own show. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many people out there. You know, look at, I mentioned Tom Cruise earlier. Mm. He has every single rumor thrown at him being printed mm. and, and he, he's able to walk a red carpet and smile and look at reporters and no one ever, no one ever came to those reporters and said, and says, you know, this set of questions is off the limits. Mm. What a strong person, you know, and not to be political at all, but if you take politics out of it, Hillary Clinton is mm-hmm. so inspirational to me whatever side of the fence you're on, I just remember watching the inauguration of President Trump and her walking out there, sitting down with a, like showing no type of reactionary, you know, facial gestures, sitting down there gracefully and watching him being inaugurated, knowing that she probably wanted that job so bad she can taste it. Mm -hmm. And knowing that that was it, that was the end of her dream. Hmm. But she still got dressed up and was graceful and wasn't a distraction. Hmm. I don't care what side of the fence you're on in politics. 
I mean, you got to give it to her for having poise in that moment. Sure. One of the things I, I love asking all the people on my show is, is, is what are some of the life lessons you've learned over the years? Life lessons, things that have helped me is, um, you know, hope springs eternal. So always, always be hopeful and optimistic. Uh, life lessons, discernment, show discernment in your, your actions and what you do. And, um, and when you're interacting with other people, um, give. Now, I'm a giver and so many wonderful things have happened to me because I've been open and giving. Uh, for instance, I have a wonderful TV agent now who came to me through a woman I met at a book fair. And she was uh, she was doing face painting and tattoos on kids. Next thing I know, I started talking to her and um, she owns an acting school and knows all of the top agents in like New York mm. and L.A. Wow. We hit it off. Um, I did a story on her for the morning show and her son. And she called me when I just kind of told her I was looking to do something new. She is the one who got me my TV agent. She, you know, Mm. and if you just look at people for just, you know, are you, you know, human to human, do you have a connection? Mm. I would have never gotten the agent that I have now if it wasn't for me just being kind to the woman doing face painting at a book fair, you know? Mm. And so, and then also just try. It doesn't matter if you don't have experience. You will never have experience if you don't try. You know, I have two children's books out there. I've never, ever written children's books. But when I had my son six years ago, I was at home for a year. So I'm going I'm to start writing. And then I started writing. And then I started sending my book out. And next thing you know, I had a book deal. And now I'm on my third book deal. Wow. You know, but I never had any experience in the children's writing entertainment space I just tried Mm -hmm. and don't quit the people who the people who really really make it are the ones who just don't quit because in that trying over and over again you are gaining invaluable expertise experience that Mm -hmm. and an education that you can only get by going through it you can't read it in a book you can't watch it on tv you only get that certain set of skills and expertise by just going through something. Hmm. So thinking back across the 10 years or so or more that you've been involved in, I guess it's been more than that. You've been involved in production and television. How have things changed over the years in the industry? Well, first and foremost, streaming and digital is, is, the king of content. Hmm. When I was in TV the last four years, all of the meetings with management were about less people are watching TV this year than the year before. How do we get people watching TV? The idea that someone will tune in at nine is done. Mm -hmm. If you have a show, put that show on YouTube, put that show on Instagram, on Facebook, and start building your audience today. You no longer need a TV station to build your brand. Hmm. You do need a streaming network or maybe a cable network or something where they put everything on, they put the whole season on demand and you can just binge. Mm -hmm. But gone are the days where TV is the gatekeeper to content and storytelling. Oprah's Hmm. on Apple TV now. Hmm. I didn't know that. And she owns a (laughs) network. (laughs) She owns a network and yet Hmm. she sees the value in doing a deal with Apple. Mm -hmm. And when it was revealed that um, Idris Elba, the actor had coronavirus, 
Oprah interviewed him and put it out on Apple TV. She mm. did not put it. I don't know this for sure, but I didn't get the email that it's on O Network, mm-hmm. her, her interview. Mm-hmm. I got the email that it's on Apple, mm. Apple TV Plus. That alone, pay, pay attention to the trends. If someone who has all the money in the world and owns their own cable network <laughs> is sending out digital shows, that's, that's, that's where it's at. <laughs> sure, absolutely. That makes sense, right? Because she can afford to put it out there on her network and do anything she wants to do with it, but she chooses to go streaming. Exactly. Oh. And on that note, I'm going to have to wrap up because my okay. son is about to wake up. I'm okay. sorry. I so I want to ask I, I one more question if I, sure. if I can. When the movie about your life is made, what will the logline be? Ooh, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to joke that the my memoir is going to be called Broken Promises and Shattered Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> because when you sign up to be a TV host or be in the entertainment industry and an actress, because I'm going on auditions now, and acting, there's no guarantees and you get to just get so many rejections. But ever the optimist, I think um, my log line will be, you know, she she went after it. She did that. <laughs> <laughs> what more can you say about that? Right. That's just when you accomplish what you went after. That's uh, that's the story. That's the story you want to tell. Right. Yeah. And I'll never stop yeah. going after it. If someone yeah. I'm mild mannered, I'm not I'm not an alpha personality. And so people always underestimate me. Mm. And I love it. Mm. I think part of my success is people look at me, they see me smiling. You know, I, I never walk into a room and command attention. It's like if you want to if you want you want to talk to me, you can. But I you know, I don't need you to stare at me. I don't need that attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and so while people say, oh, OK, I can dismiss her. And then they fight with all the alpha alpha <laughs> females in the room and the alpha males. I'm busy working, keeping my head down, perfecting sure. my craft. And I unassumingly win. And so mm. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Underestimate me. Leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> well, Marquette, while I go and work. <laughs> it's, it's been an amazing privilege to have you on the program. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to, to talk to me and to be on the My Story podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Conrad. It's, it's an honor to be on your podcast. I want to wish you the best of luck. And I hope this grows exponentially. And I, I hope that when this podcast becomes uh, one of those top five on iTunes, <laughs> that you have me back. <laughs> I, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? I wish you the very best with your show, with your program, with your books that you're writing. And I know that you you are already a success and I know you're going to do great things even more in the future. So uh, congratulations on all your success and all your future success. Thank you so much. And if your listeners want to keep up with me, just follow me. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Marquette Shepherd. Twitter is at Marquette Shep and then also GlowStringTV.com. And I'll be sure to put all those links in the show notes and in, in, on the podcast. Fabulous. So. Thanks, Marquette, for taking time to talk with me. I know you will continue to grow and thrive as you move forward toward the goals you've set. Maybe I should say, I know you're going to continue to glow. Get it? Well, next week on the My Story podcast, we will hear from Dr. Marlene Carson. Dr. Carson is one of America's foremost authorities on the subject of human trafficking. 
She knows from her own personal experience. At age 15, she became one of the tens of thousands of girls and young adult women who are exploited daily. Dr. Carson's work has been featured on a wide variety of television programs, including CNN, and she's received many awards and commendations for her work, including being honored with a Lifetime Achievement Award from President Barack Obama. Don't miss her amazing story next week on the My Story Podcast. Hey, if you enjoy these podcasts and think more people should listen, I would heartily agree. So why don't you give me a review on Apple Podcasts, then share this episode with a friend. You can send it through a text message or an email or through a Facebook post. And be sure to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. The music on today's show is from my friend, Drew Davidson. You can get all of his music on iTunes or Spotify or at drewdavidson.com. And if you want to hear last week's episode, you'll hear Drew Davidson's story. Last, be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss an episode. If you have an idea for an interview you'd like to hear, send me a message and I'll see what I can do. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you again next week on the My Story Podcast.